welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. This week we have a fun and interesting topic. We are going to be talking about self-help and where the limit is with it. When is too much self-help too much? This is a blog post I wrote a couple of years ago. I I wrote this blog post. I titled it, Why Your Obsession with Self-Help is Unhealthy. And I wrote the post because I had gotten to a point where I was feeling like really burnt out with too much self-help and it was actually impacting me in a negative way. I want to talk about this because I think for HSPs especially, we tend to be very introspective people. We tend to like I've at least from the HSPs I've talked to a lot of us have some perfectionist tendencies whether we're perfectionists with our work or with trying to be the most the absolute best version of ourselves so I'll kind of share my experience with this and I will be curious to hear if any of you can relate to my story I got into self-help I would say like probably 7 years ago now I got into it after learning I was an HSP and going through some digestive issues. I I was learning about the impacts of stress and anxiety and how this really negatively impacted the body. And I was starting to meditate and I had just purchased my first self-help book, which was the book You Are a Badass. Awesome book, honestly. Such a good book. So that was like pretty eye-opening and life-changing for me, and I was hooked. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I started buying all of the self-help books. I started only listening to self-help podcasts, and I started spending like every free moment of my life trying to improve myself. I was obsessed because to me, I mean, it started from a really healthy place. It started from a genuine desire to feel better because for so long I had not been feeling well. I had not been confident. I had been super insecure, super anxious, super stressed. I just didn't know who I was. And so discovering the self-help world was like really life-changing for me. However, I got a little bit too obsessed to the point where it was a little bit detrimental for me. So I've always been a really big fan of The Real Housewives on Bravo. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And when I started getting into self-help, I totally stopped watching any TV. I was like, no, I don't have time for this. That's like a waste of time and I must spend every spare moment improving myself. And 
I remember one night I had had such a long work day and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I better read my my self-help book or else I'm going to be wasting time. And one of my girlfriends had texted me and asked if I watched the new Real Housewives episode. I'm like, no, I haven't been watching that. And part of me really did want to just chill and my eyes hurt. I didn't really want to read my book, but I started to feel this intense anxiety of like, oh my gosh, if I don't read my book and do all of this work for on myself, I'm going to be missing an opportunity to be my self, best self. I had this obsession with becoming my best self. It was really feeling like a destination that I must reach. I must be this perfect version of myself. I must work through every single issue I have and then I will finally be able to relax and like really enjoy my life. And that is not a good way to be because when we're in that place where we're like, okay, I just have to fix these 85 things and then I'll be happy. Like we're always going to be perpetually dissatisfied with ourselves and where we're at. And so that moment where I was feeling really stressed because I felt like I should be reading my book, but I really wanted to just chill and watch some trashy TV, that was a turning point for me. That was a moment where a little light bulb went off and I was like, whoa, 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 Alyssa, like, what are you doing? Because I was also getting a bit of a stomach ache. I remember that's something that alerted alerted this to me. I was starting to get a stomach ache because I was feeling this like guilt and stress over not sitting and reading my book. And the whole reason I started getting into self-help was because I was having stomach aches and digestive issues and chronic stress. So now this thing that was supposed to help me overcome that was becoming a source of anxiety and stress. It was another way that I was feeling like I wasn't enough. Can you relate? I have a feeling some of you can. (laughs) And so that was a turning point, like I said, and it was then that I actually wrote that blog post that I mentioned where I was like, holy crap, I don't think this is actually healthy for me. I think that I am going a little bit too overboard. And So I think like this is something I see with a lot of other people as well out there, uh, this kind of obsession with like always improving ourselves and always looking at every single area that needs to be fixed to a point where everything is under a microscope. We're literally overthinking every single thing and we're forgetting to enjoy what's right in front of us. We're so obsessed with healing and improving that we're missing the beautiful moments right in front of us, not to mention the other natural, amazing ways that we can actually bring more healing into our lives. This experience was like three years ago now where I had that realization. And since then, I have really been able to shift my relationship with personal development, self-help, and healing. To me, a big part of living a well-balanced, healthy holistic life includes doing things for pure joy, doing things because they light you up, doing things because it feels good. To me, these days, watching Real Housewives is a part of one of my priorities. Like, it's part of my life. It's something I do every week simply because it brings me joy, simply because it's one hour that I turn off my brain to what's going on in my own life And I can just veg out and watch these people and it's totally entertaining. And I have no guilt or shame about that because it's a simple pleasure that brings me joy. 
Another example is like when I first started my blog, which now has become my business, I was like total workaholic. I wanted to spend every single spare moment working on it. And I felt like if I was relaxing and doing something else, like I was missing an opportunity, I wasn't going to be my best self, I was gonna, you know, I'm, I'm missing my potential. And so it's always that same kind of underlying thing of like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to live up to my potential. I often have to push myself to a breaking point to learn a lesson. And so earlier this year, I got myself to a place where I was starting to develop some digestive issues again. And it was another signal. It's like, whoa, Alyssa, you are pushing yourself way too much. You are getting way too obsessed with productivity and always doing your best and always being your best that you're going to burn yourself out. And so when that happened to me, Again, it was an opportunity to kind of step back and assess what needs to change here. Where do I need to bring more joy and simple pleasure into my life? And so now I have added in a walk to almost every day. Any day that I am feeling a little bit stressed or on edge or anything like that, I'm like, okay, Alyssa, you must peel yourself away from work and you must go out for a walk. Another thing that I'm doing that feels really, really good is spending time cooking. When I was really obsessed with self-help, I was just thinking that, again, every spare moment needed to be filled with self-help and I have to be using every spare moment. And so I would rush through the other parts of my life because they felt less important. Now, as I'm learning to continue prioritizing my joy more and more, I've learned that I really love spending time making a great meal. I love turning on some good music. I like having a glass of red wine. I love chopping vegetables and, you know, looking up fun recipes. Like, it's very therapeutic for me. And so I've actually found great healing and life satisfaction and just overall improvement of how I feel when I make it a point to lean into the simple pleasures of life and when I see those as worthy of taking up time and energy and space. I think we it's so easy to think that we always have to be like doing this deep work and we always have to be looking at what's wrong. And honestly, it's important to have awareness. It's important to do work on yourself. Like I'm constantly doing work on myself, but I'm also constantly making it a a priority to have joy in my life. The other day, I was interviewed for a podcast, and she asked me, what makes you feel grounded in your life? And the answer that popped into my mind immediately was spending time with my husband. My husband is not into self-help. He's not reading the books with me. He's not doing this type of stuff. He has his own version of how he takes care of himself. He has his own interests. And that's a whole other podcast I'll do sometime on having a partner that is like different than you. He's awesome. And this is why I think we work really well together. So anyway, he has different interests in me than me. And I find that very grounding because it can be really, really easy for me to get wrapped up in self-help world and being like, okay, I'm feeling like this. What's beneath the surface? What's going on? What does this mean? And with my husband, we can simply just laugh together. We can talk about random things together. We can dream together. We can make great meals together. That's one of our favorite things to do. He's a really good cook and it's just fun to be in the moment and laugh and 
play good music, and simply enjoy each other's presence. And so for me, that's really grounding because I'm the type of person, as a highly sensitive person, someone who's very introspective, it's really easy for me to get caught in my head and tend to look at the things that are wrong and need to be fixed. And so I found that it's really, really helpful to have those people in your life that you can just be present with. I think that's another thing that I kind of want to bring into this podcast episode, presence. That's been huge, just being with what's going on in the current moment. And so paying attention to the things that bring that to you, that's really, really helpful. That's really healing. When I go out for a walk and I'm just present, maybe I'm listening to music, maybe I have no sound on, but when I'm just out in nature walking, oh my gosh, that is so calming to the soul. It's so calming to the nervous system, especially for us sensitive souls. It's so important for us to just have that time where we're just with ourselves in the present moment, just enjoying life. And so I think it can be sometimes easy to discount the simple pleasures of life and feel like we don't have time for them or they're not productive or they're not moving the needle forward and we're missing the point because those are the moments that make up our life as well. They are a very important part of life. I used to think when I was obsessed with like working all of the time and I was always grinding, I thought that that made me more productive. I have now learned that when I go take my daily walk When I actually create space for myself, I have so many more ideas come through that actually help me in my business and in my life. I can make connections. I think we have to take a step back sometimes because when we're so in the weeds, when we're so caught up in fixing everything and doing everything perfectly, we're so close to everything that we can't always see the big picture. And so we need to take a step back sometimes and we need to just go be present in our lives and just simply enjoy it and have fun with it and not overthink it too much. I just wanted to share this message because it has been such a game changer for me. And I think a lot of times people can get really exhausted and burnt out from this constant pressure to look at everything that's wrong and to, you know, work through every single thing. And, you know, it's a process and it's a journey. And I don't really believe that there's a perfect destination that we arrive at. Like we are always healing. We are always growing. We are always learning. And I also want to add a caveat because I think this is important to note is like, you know, there are going to be seasons of life that are very much committed to deep healing. When I experienced a miscarriage a couple of months ago now, that was a time where I really needed to process deeply and I was very much on a healing journey and that was my main focus. And so I do want to add that like there are going to be certain seasons of life where it's like essential for you to really be focused on that healing and, you know, do things that are are supportive for you. I'll also add that one of the most healing things I did for myself during that time was daily walks, <laughs> having that time in nature, having that time and space away from all of the journaling and all of the introspection just to like go live life. Another thing that was healing during that time was going out to dinner with my husband, eating at a new place and enjoying the food and things like that. It's all healing. A really beautiful way to look at life is everything that we do, every every experience we have is an opportunity to get closer to ourselves and 
I think that there's actually like so much value in just going out and enjoying your life and having fun. If we're constantly doing work on ourselves and feeling like we can't relax, we can't, you know, let go and enjoy until we've worked through these things, then we're going to be missing a whole heck of a lot of life. And so I just wanted to share this message because I figured it might resonate with someone else out there. And I also think it's just really relevant for a lot of HSPs, again, because of the way that we're wired. We can tend to be hard on ourselves and be self-critical, at least, again, for myself and some of the other HSPs I've worked with. So I just want to remind you that it's all a journey. There is so much healing available and so much joy available just in the simple moments of life. So don't stop yourself from enjoying life just because you're not at this perfect destination yet. Because if you do that, you're going to miss out on a lot of beautiful moments. So I hope this message hits home with you and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.